The Christmas tree is a symbol technically is a Christian symbol. But I think it's become <laughs> I think it's become <laughs> but but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 hey you did it you did it right yeah 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 you've been practicing Listener feedback. Listener feedback. These are all about our recent guest, Connor Habib. Connor Habib, who I liked, who I emailed, who did not email me back. No, really? Connor. What did would you email him? I just said, hey, thanks for coming on. Uh, you know, it was great to see you, and uh, this is great. And he just did, did no. not email back. I think he thinks I hate gay people. Oh, really? I, who knows? I don't, I don't know if I got that vibe. This is, so Dave, one of our listeners, said that is the smartest gay porn star I've ever heard. I, he is, yeah, it's true. But I, how many gay porn stars has Dave heard <laughs> the opinions of? I don't think Connor would like that as a compliment. No, I think he'd I don't be think offended. He yeah, I think it, he'd be like, "What the fuck does that mean?" The assumption is that people in sex work are dumb. Are dumb, right? Which they clearly aren't. I mean, Connor is really smart, and he's such a great like conversationalist. Yeah. You know? Another uh, Jeff wrote in our Facebook group, which is not huge fans, which is not very active oh. without both of us in there. But are you out now? No, I'm I'm in there, but I don't there. post enough stuff. Yeah. I think you can still be in there. I think you can subscribe with your email address. Really? I want to see if I can add you. Maybe we'll do that. But people should join it because we had that period of time where everybody was in there attacking oh, okay. each other. Yeah, but I don't want to do that on Facebook, man. Yeah, I know you don't want that. That form. So Jeff says, I was hoping Connor Habib was becoming a permanent third member of the show. I started following him on Twitter after hearing him on your show, and half his posts are bitching at people, and the other half are gay, soft porn. I was hoping he'd be all smart and academic in Twitter land, but it seems like he saves his most respectable stuff for your podcast. Uh, and I told Jeff, yeah, if you follow Connor on Twitter, you will see his penis. I've seen That's a couple so t- counter tweets that make me deeply uncomfortable. The, uh, him naked? I, I don't actually think I've seen any of him naked, but there's a lot of like him being like talking about big dicks. Lots of big <laughs> dick talk. <laughs> He's he'll post he'll post really like heady stuff and then he'll be like and here's my cock right (laughs) but that's what's so cool about him i mean that's what i like about him that he exists in both of those well it's also like the i i assume the majority of people that follow him on twitter are fans of his porn work so who but he's connected dude like he gets these great people on it oh i get it he gets big people on his podcast i don't know how yeah he's 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 connected in there yeah he got blocked by dave weigel of the washington post oh god (laughs) uh and then i wanted to address this thing that you said evan you sent me a screenshot of a text from evan yes our our delightful guest evan williams who really i think should be smarter than this Ooh, I can't wait to send this to Evan. He says, Charles really wants to fuck this dude. I'm so sorry the table is messy, in quotes. He's saying that's what I was saying. Uh, no, he's saying, Charles at one point was like, oh, I'm so sorry the, the table's messy. Yeah. To Connor. Yeah. Then number one, <laughs> that's not what I said. What happened... What happened was we were sitting at a table that was like a very flimsy card table and Connor knocked it with his knee and it shook everything. So being a gracious host to somebody who was nervous, I was like, oh, I'm you know, sorry about the table quality. So that's what the actual incident was. <laughs> but let me, I mean, this is why I say Evan should be smarter than this. I assume Evan fucks regularly so evan should know that ingratiating yourself with someone is not the same as trying to fuck them hmm this is an abstract observation here but it's it's i mean the only way that thought could come out of evan is premised in homophobia right it's premised that all men who are attracted to men want want to to fuck fuck other men all all other men who are attracted to men and that's not i mean if if he was he 
if Evan's dealing with a woman and he's being ingratiating, we'll say, hey, how's it going? Versus like actually trying to seduce her. There's a difference and he would know that because you don't want to fuck every woman you're nice to. Although that's the mistake that nice guys in the friend zone make. Right. Uh, that's a good point. Hmm. Um, I think, first of all, he was just kidding, A. But B... Uh, but was he? Was he? Well, I... <sighs> Your sexuality is such a mystery that I think everybody wants to, like, you know, comment on it. Because it's like... Who knows? We don't know what's going on. You said something that's really been sticky in my head recently on Heather's podcast. What was it? You said that like when you come down here, you have somebody like drive you. No, I never said that. That I, I got the impression that you would like have some like secret boyfriend who like drives you down here or something. No, I, I, that's not even remotely something I said on there. I thought, didn't you say like I have someone who like takes me down there or something you said because she was giving you shit for like saying i don't do anything and you do everything kind of right um and she and you were like oh to this much more closely than i know and she was and you were like no i have someone who i it helps because i like go down there with somebody or something i should have pulled this clip clearly no i didn't i didn't say that and if i mean maybe i joked but I usually get a car to come down here, and I come down here by myself. Yeah. Or I've gotten a ride with with guests. Yes. Right. Okay. To come down here. No, I don't have a secret boyfriend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, anyway, to return to Evan's uh, point, I don't know. I got that impression a little bit, maybe also. You know that why? Maybe it is homophobia. I mean, maybe we do kind of straight dudes do just think that gay dudes just want to bang each other all the time. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, straight men are constantly worried that gay men want to fuck them. Yeah. When 80% of the time. They don't. No, they have no interest. I always feel like, I felt like Connor in a way, would not wanted to bang me, but I felt like he was trying to convince me to be gay, like a little bit. You know (laughs) what I mean? Why? Well, he always tweets shit like, hey, straight men. Uh, do you know there's a pleasure center in your asshole or like so he tweets shit like that all the time and gay dudes you have to but you that, do it that's do- not trying to make you gay that's trying to make you go you know it's not necessarily gay if my pleasure center is activated you know if it's your girlfriend with her finger in your ass there's nothing gay about that uh okay true but it's also like why are you saying that and it's i mean i always feel that way i feel that way why because here's something you cannot deny that many gay men are constantly saying i only fuck straight guys like i like fucking straight guys they do say that a lot yeah i think uh, i'd I'd say that's uh and then it's kind of like all right well wait a second i thought there was no choice in the matter here i thought you know like what are you talking about i thought people are born straight or gay well a a lot of straight quote-unquote guys are not you know 100 percent on the straight side so that's how that even happens like i don't i don't actually think that you can if a guy's really straight which i you know most dudes tend to be yeah you can't really like flip them yeah but when they talk about straight guys that they're fucking they usually mean closeted bisexual men gay gay curious who are who are straight presenting right oh i'm a I'm a straight guy because they have internalized. <laughs> I was, but yeah. they have internalized homophobia and they don't want to be perceived as gay. But right. still, because they can't deny their desires, they're still going to try to fuck. So let me ask you that: Do you feel like you're pretty straight presenting? Do you feel like your straight presentingness is? Some related to some sort of deep rooted homophobia that you're like still ashamed slightly that something. Um, probably. I think that I grew up in Arizona and other very macho, and I grew up in a very masculine macho environment. I was in Boy Scouts, and they were particularly homophobic at the time. So I, I yeah, I think that crafts you into a person. I don't think that I'm putting on a, a presentation, right? Yeah. I don't think that I'm like acting a certain way, but I think that I was formed in the cauldron of of machismo, right? A little bit, and so you're still a little afraid to like go over the edge into like I am gay. No, I mean, I still I acknowledge that I like 
women. Yeah, and you, you also know. do like women. So, um, which how what's the percentages? Is there percentages? What's well, I'm I like to call myself disjunctively bisexual because I like fucking girls. I'm not really interested relationship wise with them. Hmm. I I find women a lot of the time to be kind of I don't know just having disparate interests and opinions on stuff. Uh, so I'm more in relationships with men, but I will definitely fuck women if available. <laughs> but women, women have a problem with bisexual men. You know, they don't. Yeah. They get weird about it. Some women are into it, but that's a minority. Any, yeah. Any woman that I fucked is usually like, oh, kind of into like that. The, they like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's. They, huh. I, I think there's like there's disease bigotry. They think that you're more prone to having sexually transmitted diseases, right. or you're not a real man because you've been with other men. So that makes it a little more difficult. That's interesting. So you you're pretty much equally in terms of just pure attraction, though. You're kind of e- more attracted to women, you would say. Um, no, I, it's, it's, it varies. I think I go through moods and I think Connor point said something interesting when he was on, he said that as he's getting older, yeah. he's getting more attracted to women. That to me and as an internet conspiracy, right winger, the right winger conspiracy side of me was like, that was very fuel for the fire. Oh, I'm sure a little bit. I thought that was interesting, but I, you know, I would say that it's more like, like phasal for me. Right. You know, I'll be like, Oh, so I don't know. It's just kind of hard to tell. I try not to like police whom I'm attracted to very heavily. Right. I just let it be whatever. But yeah, there's definitely women I see that I'm like, wow, that would, I would enjoy fucking her. What kind of women do you like? Um, Ones that look like men? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That's funny. Uh, I don't, uh, not, I don't really have a, a specific type. I don't, yeah, it's usually like, Hot women. I don't like super girly, <laughs> you know, like a woman in like a like a dress or something, like a fancy dress, like that stuff. I don't find. But like, what's your type? Like, what's a woman that you've seen that you're like, damn, that girl, you know? Usually, like, this is weird, but like CrossFit women. Whoa. So yeah, women who do look like. <laughs> no, but they don't look like men. They're like, I, I don't mean they're like, but they're muscular and buffed out, but they're like substantial and there's a little bit of meat on them. Like yeah. super frail and tiny is not really of interest to me. Yeah. But yeah, there's a CrossFit gym near my work and I always walk by and there's usually like the, the men in there are gross, but like the women in there, I'm like, oh, you yeah, like, the, I would probably fuck some of those women. Yeah. You like the kind of big thighs, yeah. big butt yeah. thing. Yeah, I've I've uh, been attracted to that before the CrossFit woman look for sure. I mean, occasionally I, you go there, you know. Yeah, I tend to like very skinny women though. Mm. I've always been like that. I like not I not like you know. There's definitely a limit there. I hate the like anorexic look, yeah. but uh, I've always liked tall, skinny brunettes. Mm. My whole life, it's been like the same. Was there somebody model. in your life that was like that? No, I mean my mom is like a short redhead, <laughs> so it's not my mom. It's good. It's not your mom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's always been like that kind of vaguely Semitic-looking, tall, skinny brunette. Like I've always, it's that kind of vaguely exotic-looking brunette, like dark hair. Nice. It's always been the same. Yeah, in law school, people used to make fun of me because it was like I dated like three girls, and they all were like exactly people have types. Yeah, you know, people. There's there's a thing that you like sometimes. Well, I found I thought what what Connor said was pretty interesting. Of like, what would you really like if there was no like societal? If you weren't kind of being guided by these societal cues, which right. I very much am. Right. I think this tall, skinny brunette thing comes a little bit from. It's like I kind of like girls that look like me a little bit. You know what I mean? Like not that look like my like I'm kind of vaguely exotic looking a little bit. Don't you think? A lot of people say I look like a Mexican, like a rich Mexican. People have said like a light skin. Yeah. A lot of people are like, you look like a like Mexican rich kid in Mexico City. Maybe. (laughs) Um, So I think I'm like none of that dirty Indian blood in you. Yeah, right, all, exactly. All sp- pure Spaniard, Spanish. Right, exactly. Dream blood. Yeah. So I think I uh, 
I think I like girls that look like my people a little bit, you mm. know, like also, you know, I am half Jewish. I, I like Jewish looking girls, which is, you know, I, I can't help yeah. it. Uh, like I kind of like, like I've, I've always liked girls with the big noses. Like that's the flaw like that Lady I'm, Gaga? No, I don't like Lady. I think I hate it. I think she looks really bad. And okay. she's also really short. I like like tall, skinny girls with big noses. Do you have a height requirement? No, but I've never really, I don't, I'm not one of those guys that likes like the tiny little squeaky, you know, like I'm a child. Yeah. I don't like that at all. I like like, I like like elegant looking women. Elegant you know? ladies. Yeah. I like elegant ladies. To date, to fuck, it's like, you're, it's Faisal, as, <laughs> as you said. It's like, oh, this week I'm into like blonde CrossFit girls. This week I'm into, you know, black girls. So getting back to Evan's okay, point. Okay, sorry. Uh. Where did we leave off before we got distracted by what we're into? Oh, so just the idea that that my seduction technique would be to be polite is silly. I don't think he was saying it was your seduction technique. I think it was, he was saying that you were being goofy because you were like, I'm on my, you know, like you were being one of these guys who is bad with women and oh. like oh like i oh i'm flustered oh yeah. no that wasn't and that wasn't the, even the vibe in the room i didn't think no i think I, if I anybody was wasn't. flustered it was him for a little while he, he seemed was, a little flustered at first yeah and not because we're just amazing dudes we're so hot yeah just hot <laughs> men in this room but because it's a weird environment and right. he didn't know what he was walking into and you know he's just trying to get on the social vibe yeah, I really room. want. Well, you your response was so funny. You were like, "I would never bang anybody who voted for Jill Stein." Well, I mean, that's <laughs> anybody that's advocating breaker. for Jill Stein on their Twitter. <laughs> no thanks. Ain't, ain't <laughs> fucked by me. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, yeah, Connor. You can't believe in vaccine conspiracies. <laughs> oh, hey, get me in the sack. Wait a second. I hey, vaxxers, you got to see. You got to see anti-vaxed. Okay, okay. You got to see it. We'll watch it together. You got to see vaxxed, man. Everyone has to see it before you judge. Um, so yeah, that, that comment, and I, I know the obvious counter reaction is, oh, lady doth protest too much, methinks. Yeah. But it's just not, you know, it's not the case. If I was trying, if I was trying to fuck, I wouldn't, that's, that's not my method to be like, you know. Well, how do you feel about banging a porn star? Does that worry you? No, I don't care about that. I'm, I was around that enough to not really give a shit. Um, that wasn't really a problem i'd be more concerned about my performance right fucking a porn star oh god Jesus. that i would be more of a confidence issue than like uh you know that person is disgusting issue yeah i'd just be like oh i'm i'm certainly not gonna live up i'm not to, gonna live up to what you want the right jackhammers yeah that, oh god that take <laughs> you know fucking viagra and and fuck for four right. hours yeah because no. that's their job yeah i'm i'm a 20 minute guy at best yeah oh hey 20 minutes is good uh yeah, I think um you know I I knew a girl who dated that porn star April O'Neil. Okay. I knew a girl who like dated her outside of porn. Like yeah. she wasn't a porn star. And she said that April O'Neil was actually really boring in bed. Right. Together. And that was the reason they broke up hmm. because she was like this is just like you're so not into this, you know. Like it's like, all she wanted to do was like cuddle, you know, yeah. which you can obviously understand. Oh, I'm I'm sure a lot of those those sex workers they want a very different sexual experience right. than they do than they get in front of the camera. It's yeah. a whole other thing that's subtracted from it. Yeah. I have to assume we should have asked Connor about what his. What his actual sex yeah. life was like. I imagine it's probably then, pretty similar. then Evan would have been. <laughs> then he would have been right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also discussed recently, we had a bunch of sound effects that we added. Oh, okay. Let's and hear some sound effects. We. These are, this is one of our house cleaning episodes, yeah. everyone. Sorry, this is our... sorry to bore everyone. No, it's fine. The, uh, we, we mentioned last time that we needed some anti-Semite <laughs> statement warning alerts to play in the background so when isaac says you know who they are we can we can signal that we all know who it is yeah so i assembled three these may not be what you want so um if any suggestions Let's from the audience anti-semite so, warning sound so this is so we just play that anytime that the, 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 there's no concept there no the, it doesn't need to be a concept it's just 
you know, when I when anti-Semitism is detected and what you're saying, just, you know, throw that out there. Yeah, but it needs to be like Charles. I can be a ding, but the ding has to somehow be related to Jews. I don't think so. There's got to be some Jewish ding. I don't think so. Well, how about this one then? One of our attorneys is a Jew. <laughs> That's the Roy Moore yeah, thing. Kayla Moore. Uh, okay, that's better. That's okay, better. That's better. I, this might need some more workshop. This is the other one. Warning. So. Oh, what? What? You didn't take the the Daily Show. I'm half Jewish. Uh, I found that clip online. I was hesitant about putting it in because yeah, I don't want people to think that we too were anti-Semitic. Well, I don't want. Here's what I don't want. I don't want a casual person listening. And being like, what? Yeah, yeah right, right. And then we right. get kicked off iTunes and we're fucked. No, here's the thing about these concepts. The, it, it can't just One be... One of our attorneys is a Jew. It's... T- <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's, that that's might be the one. Good. That's pretty good. But the other two, there's no conceptual... There has to be a conceptual line between the point we're making and the execution we have to it has to be like some sort of you know like maybe if it's a ding it should be the sound of money like shaking or something you know there has to be some i understand i i think that within the context of a show that people listen to regularly that they get it I used to listen to a show and they had like a racism bell in the background yeah, okay. and somebody would say something racist. They go, ting, 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 ting. You know, you just knew what that meant. Yeah. But I, I get your point too. So I think the winner, until we come up with a better one, One is, of our attorneys is a Jew. <laughs> I like how says, it's a Jew. It's a Jew. <laughs> the way that she says it. <laughs> it sounds like she's like a Jewish person saying it. Or it sounds like she hates Jews. Yeah. Which I'm sure she does. So that, that was she my... She probably does. So we've got a new uh, new addition. It's also so funny. It's like one of our attorneys as a Jew. It's like such a... <laughs> it's so perfect. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that'll be our sound for now. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll try and dig up other... Fans of the show. Anti-Semitism If sounds. you have good sound clips. Yeah. From- We're also not actually anti-Semitic people well, listening. Well, one of us definitely isn't. I'm not actually anti-Semitic. The other one. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm totally not. I mean, I can't be. My mother is Jewish. I'd have to hate her, which I don't. Didn't you see The Believer? Uh, I actually never have with Ryan Gosling. No. But doesn't, I'm sure the lesson in the end is that he comes around, right? I don't remember. No. Maybe he dies. I can't remember if he like gets killed. Right. Because he's a Jew. No, look, my, my stance on the Jews is this. Let me just clarify what my stance on the Jews is. I don't hate Jewish people, and I certainly know for a fact that there's no international Jewish conspiracy to like take over the world because I would know, and I there's not. But, but, <laughs> no, all I'm saying is Jews are powerful in America, and that, and like all powerful groups, they should be made fun of, just like everybody else. You know, everybody in power should be made fun of. Everybody not in power should be made fun of. We no. should all be made fun of. And by by censoring people who want to make fun of this group of people, you're creating a tyrannical situation by saying, oh, you can't say anything bad about this group, and we have the power to enforce that you can't say anything bad about this group. And it... All that does is increase anti-Semitism insanely because it makes people feel like, oh, wait a second. There's this group of people that's really powerful and I can't say anything bad about them. So what the fuck, you know? And I think the Jewish people deserve to be critiqued and mocked and uh, taken to task for the shit they do wrong, just like everybody does. And I think the same thing about black people and all people and women and white people and Christians, you know? Everybody deserves it. All right. You don't believe me? No, I, I don't. I don't know that your arguments are usually couched from that perspective when we talk about. What do you mean? When we talk about Jew stuff. No, I'm just saying it's like you know you you can. I, I don't think it makes you evil to question, uh, you know Hollywood, for example, to say, oh, what, what is the fact that so many of the people that are in charge in Hollywood being Jewish, what sort of effects does that have on the world? Right. And I don't think it's bad to ask that question. I mean, I I certainly understand the historical fear that, oh, well, once you start opening the door to this stuff, we're going to have another 
horrible, you know, Holocaust. I, I, I get that. But at the same time, a big part of the reason why the Holocaust happened was the feeling that people were being manipulated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, Ger- Goebbels was sent to jail for anti-Semitism in Germany in the 1930s. He, like, mocked a Jewish judge and was sent to jail. So, you know, I mean, when people start getting the feeling, like, am I being manipulated here, like, by some hidden force that I, like, can't, you know, say it? Even if that's not entirely true, uh, when you start trying to undermine a value like free speech to help one group, and that same thing doesn't apply to the other groups in that society... Um, people start feeling like, wait a second, what's going on here? Why, why, uh, you know, why is this one group, um, being treated differently than all the others? I read, (laughs) no, I'm, I, I, on this topic, sort of, I read uh, a book recently called, is it the Nazi and the psychiatrist, the psychiatrist and the Nazi. And it's about the, uh, guy who took care of the high level uh, Nazi officials that were at Nuremberg. Right. Um, especially Gehring, and it was pretty. It was pretty interesting reading about what those guys were claiming and saying. Like Gehring claimed that none of the high-level Nazi people were actually anti-Semites. Right. They were just using it for political reasons. Yeah, they were just using it to like help help the people. And I mean, I think. I mean, the Jews are are a very interesting case because they've been kicked out of every society in the world, basically besides East Asia for the same reason, you know, they got kicked out of England in the 10th century, 11th century for the same reason they got kicked out of Germany a thousand years later. You know, it's this perception of them as people who are sort of parasitically living and destroying the societies that they inhabit. You know, Mm -hmm. is that true? Are Jews actual human living parasites? No, like uh, that's not fair. And that doesn't make any actual real sense if you think about it. But our attorneys. Yeah. yeah. But uh, do Jews deserve to be critiqued, especially if they're going to be in these extreme positions of power in the societies which they live? Fuck, yeah, they do. I mean, they they should be be critiqued critiqued like everyone else for being Jewish. I think that's the. The question. What do you mean critiqued for being... What does that mean? Well, if someone is in a high-level position, right? let's say in the entertainment industry or other industries with a large Jewish presence, does the critique need to swivel on the fact that they happen to be Jewish? Like, why is that... What do you mean on the... What is, you're well, saying... Why is their Jewishness... Uh, the the question well because jewish people okay why are jewish people so successful in america why why have they been so successful through you know most societies that they've lived in and in past i mean this is it's a children's blood yeah (laughs) because they run the international pedophile if we all did that (laughs) (laughs) uh no i mean you know that that's it's a unique phenomenon you know what I mean? We, why do we talk about... The Mormons are actually very similar to Jews, right? When you have this really small group of focused, concentrated people that all, like, vote together as a block and, you know, kind of... A very vocal minority is a very powerful thing in a, you know, especially in a society where the majority is kind of vague. And so when you see this phenomenon of, oh, you know, so many Jewish people are in positions of power... Uh, it's a question to ask, like, why? Like, what? why has that happened? And what are the consequences of this? And what are the responsibilities of this group if they're going to have so much power? If they are going to be this concentrated minority, right? That has their own culture and their own values because they do have their own culture and their own values you know oh you can't say that of every jew no of course right? not well and that's why anti-semitism is so dangerous because you no. look at a jew like me i have nothing you know i have jewish blood but i am in no way jewish besides that yeah. you know and it's not fair you know you look at a jew like my mom or my uncle or any amounts of jews that i've met they're just decent good american people who really have no they have nothing to do with judaism i mean they have jewish blood sure but they're not a Jewish person in any sort of stereotypical way. But at, when you're talking about generalizations, and we can generalize about people, that's what we do when we talk about white privilege, that's what we do when we talk about anything, 
Yeah, in general, you can say uh, there are some characteristics that are characteristically Jewish, you know, and I know that for a fact because I've been in this culture, you know, I got sent to Israel, I, you know, went to, I've been to Temple a million times growing up with friends and things, and there are some things that are stereotypically Jewish that are true. You know, there are some good things, some bad things. You know, yeah, Jews are very smart, very dedicated to education. You know, they're actually very moral people, uh, probably more so than a lot of people. But there's also bad things. You know, they're obsessed with status completely. You know, they're completely obsessed with, you know, did you go to Harvard? Did you get this award? Did you blah, 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 which is like that can be a good thing, but it can also be a shitty thing, you know. But that's not an inborn you're not born with an obsession with status. I think you, I think they are. You think that yeah. you think that that's genetically encoded. Totally. A desire for high status. Yeah. And that's I not do. a cultural imputation put in by. Well, I think it's both, but I think look, who are the Jews that have survived? The the Jews have been culled down. You know, they've been murdered en masse for 2000 years over and over and over and over again. They just it keeps happening. Who are the people that can survive those kinds of cullings? It's not the fucking janitor. You right. know, he's going to get killed, right? Which is so funny because it's such a self-fulfilling prophecy of these people that hate Jews. It's like you're just turning them into more of what you hate. Because the ones that survive are the ones with a lot of money, a lot of status. They're the ones who can afford to leave. So you're, you know, you're genetically engineering a population into this like group that's very good at having individual status in a in a so anti-semites thing. need to focus on creating more jewish bums right and that'll and that's why real anti-semites are not actually anti you know they don't actually they're just angry people you yeah. know who want to say like why can't you know they get obsessed with this thing of like wait why is my landlord jewish why is everybody in tv jewish why is so many of these people jewish they get obsessed with that and then when they can't talk about it that makes them sure that there's some kind of like conspiracy pushing down on them. Right. Yeah, exactly. Even though there's not, but they think there is. Um, Because most Jews, again, the vast majority of Jews are just normal fucking people who are like, yeah, sure. We have a little bit of a different culture, but we're not, uh, you know, I want nothing more than to be a fucking good American and to do the right thing by American people you know, and other shit like that. And then, of course, it's just like I slowly but surely creep towards being like an advertising. <laughs> you know, like I'm writing for Capital One right now. Like, fuck. It's in your blood. I know. It's like I can't fucking avoid it. You see a pile of money <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, and you're just drawn, drawn to it. Just, it's like a magnet. It's I can't. I can't fucking avoid it. it sends out these know, radiation. It's fucked up. Yeah. It's like that Dave Chappelle fried it like. <laughs> and he said, you want the chicken. And God damn it, he was right. It's like, that's how it is. Like, you want to write advertisements for a bank. It's like, fuck, I do want to do that. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. You can't hate whole groups of people. I mean, like, you know, police behavior, man. You know, I mean, I, part of the reason why I started questioning things about the Jews in general was the Jews. One of our yeah, attorneys sorry. is a uh, was I, I worked at the district attorney's office in Manhattan for two years. Yeah. And for one of those years, I uh, worked in white collar crime. And our job was to investigate Hasidic Jews in Brooklyn who were evading taxes. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. Those people do not pay taxes. And they own every, fu- I mean, not every, most of the buildings in Brooklyn. So this is hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. I would look at these guys' bank accounts. They would have hundreds of millions of dollars. Nice. It all leaves the country. It all goes to Israel, gets cleaned through these charities, and it never comes back. So the United States is hemorrhaging money from landlords that own buildings that is not going to the United States. Mm Mm-hmm. So that made me, I mean, these are Hasids, you know, so they're not the same as everyday Jewish people. I mean, I had a, in Israel, uh, I had a guide who was like a Sephardic Jew who was like, man, Hitler, if he'd only focused on the the Hasidim, like we would have been fine. (laughs) Like like the world would have been better off. One of our attorneys (laughs) is a Jew. And I'm not saying that's true, but it's like... (laughs) They're very insular, you know, they're very insular and they do not respect the countries that they live in. And so, 
you know, that made me be like, holy shit, there's this whole phenomenon going on under the scenes here that are like, why aren't we talking about this? And that's true of most fundamentalist fringe religious groups. They don't have any loyalty right. to the, the country that they're in ever. Totally. It's always God before country. Well, and I think Jews particularly uh, don't feel any sort of loyalty to... Hasidic Jews don't feel any sort of loyalty to the United States. You know, they, they feel like, hey, this is just land. Yeah. This is our land that we just happen to be on, and we, there's no connection to the larger group. I remember when I... I used to work making promotional videos for summer camps, and one year we went to a Jewish summer camp in the Poconos. Yeah, I've taught, I counseled at one of those. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Yeah, and it was very strange to me because most summer camps, well, they have their little pledge of allegiance or whatever, you know, kind of patriotism signaling thing. But at this camp, they would. Uh, do it for America and for Israel. Oh God! Concurrently, so weird. And I remember just being like a little weirded out by that yeah. because there's all these kids, and you're you're sending a very odd message right. of like dual loyalty, right? Um, and I think I think a lot of Jewish people. You know, I had a best friend growing up who was like, I would never serve in the American army, but I would serve in the Israeli army. Right. And I think that that's. So fucking short-sighted. And it's like, the, that's, uh, I mean, I hate to say it, that's a big part of the reason why Jews have had the problems that they've had because they don't always realize how much they're taking from the populations in which they live that they're not giving back. You well, know? I don't know that they're not giving back. Well, but they give back to themselves. You know, it's always like, that's what I've noticed being in Jewish communities growing up. It's like there's not a lot of connection. You know, Christianity is so open, and it's so like we're for everybody. Everybody's welcome. Come no, in. no, 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 uh, no. No, no, no. Christianity, in some cases, is, is like, like that, that but, but in others, definitely. Not like you know, Christianity. I'd say, in its fundamentalist aspects and some of its, you know, more crazy aspects, is as insular as, as right. Judaism. No, that's totally true. And then let me be very clear. Like I've met extremely Christian people in the South and shit that are far e more evil and fucked up than well, yeah, anybody I met in Israel or anything also, like that. Who, there's plenty of Christians that, that hate America. Right. They hate the country that they live in. Right, it's right, the right. same, it's that same twisting of your, I don't know, your loyalties that happens when you're that, when you're that Co ideological. Committed to whatever. Right. When you're, as, as Jordan Peterson would say, ideological. Yeah. Like that's, he was always like, that's the worst thing you can be. It's like pure ideology. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, I, I agree with that. It's just the difference with the Jews or Jews is that they've been going through the same fucking pattern for 2,000 years. So it's like 3,000 years. So it's at a certain point, my message to the Jewish people is at a certain point, if you really are serious about this stopping... And you're not just trying to like win the argument in the short run. You have to start doing things differently. And that's why, you know, I, as much as I don't like that America funds Israel, I don't, I'm not anti-Israel because at the very least, Israel is an attempt by the Jews to do something differently. Mm -hmm. You know, it's at least them saying like, all right, enough's enough. We're going to actually fight for our fucking country here. Uh, we're not just going to go live in other people's countries and then be all surprised when we get kicked out. You know, I mean, it's like they're saying, all right, enough's enough. So in that sense, I'm, I support Israel. Um, but in a, in a larger sense, what I would say is that some American, but, but in a larger sense, I'd say some American Jews that I've, I've known are really blind. They're really, really blind to, um, the fact that this is a place that has really been good to Jewish people. I mean, really good. It's it's really Do you think that they're been open to them and, and they should be thankful to that and they should be respectful of other people who live here instead of thinking, oh, everything needs to be the way we think it should be. Do, is that <clears throat> do you think Jews behave that way? I think in the media sometimes, yeah. You know, I think that there there's these rules that Oh, you can't, you know, I think uh, there is a, a sort of a lot of Jewish people, and I know this for an actual fact, a lot of Jewish people have a little bit of an inner resentment 
to the majority of people in America because they feel excluded. You know, it's why every time you see a Christmas tree, if you're in a Jewish neighborhood, there has to be a menorah that's the exact same size as the Christmas tree, right? I mean, it has, you always have to be, it can't be Merry Christmas. It has to be Merry, Happy Holidays, you know? And, uh, but, and I, and I think that there is a level, I think Jewish people in general have a level of, they're always afraid that they're going to be isolated and sort of removed from the main, they have this historical fear. Sure. And so I think that that historical fear really permeates a lot of Jewish discourse, uh, and that can affect the media and, and things like that. But what the, the, the Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays thing it, I don't understand. I mean, I've been I've been listening to this argument for years and I it doesn't I I don't know why it's a weird thing that you wanted you would want to have equal in the holiday season, quote unquote. You'd want to have equal representation. Like why is that why is it a problem to go to a store and have somebody say happy holidays? It absolutely is not a problem in if you live in a Jewish neighborhood, a super Jewish neighborhood, right? But what does that mean, a Jewish neighborhood? Beverly Hills. You go to Beverly Hills, it's all fucking menorahs, man. I mean, it's like there's yeah, but I don't you, think there's a Christmas tree there. If you look at the actual statistics, I mean, I don't. You, it's difficult to determine what constitutes well, the, I mean, the here, religious makeup of a specific neighborhood. Okay. Here's the thing. Jews make up 2% of the American population. 2%. Sure. Can you imagine? Can you think of it? That's like the same amount as Cubans. Can you imagine if constantly there was a refrain to Cuban culture? I mean, we would be like, or Mormon culture. Could you imagine if we were always like, oh, make sure you have Joseph Smith's books up there? Because Mormons also make up 2% of the population. We'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, but Mormons are also ostensibly Christian. Right. That's fair. But I'm saying like, imagine if they always demanded having their little twist on things in, in every public sphere, you'd be like, wait a second, you make up 2% of the population in your communities. Do you, but having to make the entire country, uh, of people constantly conscious of this thing, it's kind of like, it, what does this have to do? How with is, it? how is making, I mean, you're still making the entire country conscious of some, aspect that is not shared by everyone what right you, so you, you have a christmas tree up at the mall not everyone is a christian not everyone celebrates christmas so you're still being exclusive in in a different way well but i don't again it's like that even that whole concept that oh but not everybody's christian it's like Yes, no, not everybody is actually a practicing Christian. Of course not. Right. But we're talking about American culture. I mean, we're not we're not talking about No, oh, it didn't work. But, but we we're we're talking about American culture. We're not talking about Christian culture. We're talking about cohesiveness as a country, right? I mean, we're that and and yes, <clears throat> the Christmas tree is a symbol technically is a Christian symbol. But I think it's become. <laughs> I think it's become. <laughs> but but. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you did it! You did it right! Yeah, 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 yeah. You've been practicing. I think I but, think it's become an American symbol, and and you know you look at places like Vietnam, China, these things. You know they have Tet, or they have their holidays, and yeah, sure. There's all sorts of ethnic minorities that uh, don't necessarily celebrate things the exact same ways. In Vietnam, is there's like 50 fucking ethnic minorities that aren't nationally Vietnamese or whatever. Yeah. But when it comes down to celebrating it, it's just like, all right, this has become the national thing, and it happens to come from Christianity, yes, but. I don't think it's necessary to constantly be reminding people of the divisions. It's it's like just at this time, let's just all say, fuck it. Here's a Christmas tree. This is what we want. But why is that reminding people of divisions? Just to say, hey, they, you know, it's the holiday season. A lot of people celebrate Christmas. Some other people celebrate some Because other it's stuff. divisive. It's, How, it's, it's saying only constantly di- like, oh, it, everybody needs to have their exact same representation. It's only divisive <laughs> if you look at that as an attack on you. I don't think it's an attack. It's just saying... this is The, the problem that I have with this argument is that it's... It, the people that are all uh, worked up about this kind of stuff on the, the Merry Christmas side or whatever are... Are, are taking the tactic that <clears throat> it's not divisive to just have this one thing out there, right? 
it's this is this is not divisive but if you mention another religion that somehow becomes divisive or my religion or my beliefs are somehow lessened by acknowledging hey it's the holiday season it's winter time you know it we're going to say happy because holidays. Because Hanukkah is a made up. Do you know Hanukkah is not even really a serious holiday? Same, that has been, same for Christmas. Christmas is an adoption of a, a, the, a pagan. So there you go. But that's, yeah, exactly. that's exactly my point, though. It's like, why are we, why does there have to be this other made up holiday? If Americans but, are making up this one what, holiday, can't we just get behind this one holiday instead of making is, up another this holiday? This is the identity politics in reverse. This is identity <laughs> identity politics of of christians or you know real americans or whatever who uh feel that they they are being attacked right. because some other thing sure. is and I, I i see your point and i'm not saying you're right it's stupid to be like look the most american thing and which has always been the case is that this is a uh place where everybody can celebrate their religion the way they want sure you know, that, that's what America is more than anything else. Right. So anybody who comes in here and says this is a Christian country or this is a white country, I mean, you know, I guess there's an argument for it being a white country just because the Constitution, like, basically said, you know, white men. <laughs> but uh, I really do say that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have – I'm going to be able to have, like, <laughs> really? five of those on this – God, I got to sound my little that. sound pad. I'm going to be so conscious of that now. Um <laughs> We all have we all have crutches to get yeah, rid of. Jesus, I used to be a big relier on you know you know which is bad. Oh, yeah, so bad. bad. I had bad. to. I, I saw a recording of myself and I said you know so many times. And you were like, and I was like, holy fuck! The, I have to delete this from my conversation. So how did you stop? I just became conscious of it and and yeah. Well, now I'm going to be conscious it. of butt. Okay, no more butt. That'll be a fun game. We'll just yeah. try to catch each other. Uh, Catchphrases. Well, you've boiled down. You're pretty good. I mean, you don't have really any of those ticks. I have pretty good pattern recognition, yeah. so I can. And I have to listen to these a second time always. So I'm usually. So you really know. Yeah. I I strangle them in their infancy. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, just to finish our point here, I I hear what you're saying. It's stupid for any Christian to say something like, "Oh, well, this is stop trying to." Uh, say that you can say your religion, this is a Christian country. Anybody who thinks this is a Christian country is an idiot because it's not. It's not a Christian country. The people who founded this country were complete psychopath, weirdo Puritans who had their weird religion that would not be acceptable to anyone today. So I, I agree with you in the sense that anybody who feels attacked by somebody else simply practicing their... Again, I don't have any problem at all with... People in a Hasidic neighborhood or a really Jewish neighborhood proudly and consistently celebrating Hanukkah or whatever it is they want to celebrate. I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. They should have the freedom to do that completely. But when you're talking about the national narrative, squeezing in constantly this refrain about not all different holidays, but this one group of people that's this 2% of people... It's pretty fucking weird if you think about it because it's such a small proportion. Yet almost everywhere you go in the country, there's going to be like a Hanukkah section, even if there's probably no Jewish people there at all. And that's weird because it's like, why are we constantly ab- obsessing about this tiny, tiny group of people? I don't I don't know that it comes from obsessing about the group of people. I, I don't know. I, I think the disconnect is like, I've never, and I grew up in a relatively christian-ish environment like i never it never felt like somebody saying happy holidays was an attack on christianity as it was just signaling to everyone else like hey you know we know it's mainly christmas time but everybody's celebrating stuff and you're you're certainly welcome to shop here and but what do you mean everybody's celebrating stuff like the only people that aren't celebrating christmas are jewish people no, that were like people, what Kwanzaa? Like what? What yeah, else? There, there's are there? people. I don't. You know, I don't know all the. There's lots of different religions that celebrate. But like, I mean, you're talking about me. Okay, so the Buddhists, the Sikhs, but again, the Muslims all make up maybe well, one percent of the population. You're talking about numbers, and I'm trying to say, like, as a country that has a a wide variety of people that believe in a wide variety of shit, it's not a bad thing to just say, "Hey, everyone, you're all welcome. It's this time of year. No, it's sure, holiday of season." 
And I don't. No, I don't have any problem. I think with that. that gets reconstituted as some kind of attack. Yeah, on, I, I get you. On on Christians, I hear and it's you, like man. you know, you do, Christmas dominates the culture. What the fuck are you talking about? You can't drive anywhere without hearing a million Christmas songs in the radio. Okay, but then you any, are fair. I don't fair. hear dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. When I'm see, I did though growing up, but I mean that's because Wait, I grew up a lot on a lot of Jews. You're but, you're a so, Jew. One of our attorneys is a Jew. So you would agree, though, also that somebody getting offended by somebody saying Merry Christmas to them is also idiotic. Yeah, of course. Okay, so then we're on the same page. I mean, because then that's the problem. It's like I've, I've seen people complaining online like, stop saying Merry Christmas to me. I'm not a fucking but Christian. It's all, you know I, I mean? it's all, and, then, and then it's like, fuck you, too. It's all identity politics. Right, yeah, and that's right. what I don't like about yeah. the discussion. It's, sure. it's both sides playing identity politics with this thing that's like, nobody's oppressing you. Yeah. You know, with, no, it's, people with don't want to feel it's like I, I get it because it's like I want to say Merry Christmas to people because I think Christmas is an American holiday. Yeah. And I don't like that little voice I have in my head that says, oh, don't say that. You know, because I do have that little voice in my head. And I think that that's what people don't like. They don't like that voice. Yeah. You know, and, and that feels like an attack to them. Yeah. But I'll agree with you that, again, American, the number one American culture is freedom to practice your religion the way that you want. So sure. I think that that voice actually comes from that. Yeah. More so than anything else. I can tell. But people like to blame the Jews for it. So. When, I was, <laughs> when I was traveling this year and I was at the airport... I went to one of the, like the bookstore or something. And this was after Christmas, right before the New Year, and the store employees said "Happy New Year," and you could the relief in their voice and just being able to say that <laughs> was so. Uh, it was. I got to the front and I bought my you know like Cliff Bar or whatever, yeah. and she was like "Happy New Year," and I was like, I, I'm. I know you're happy to say that because yeah. we're in Sacramento, and I'm sure you you're getting lectured by. A million people. They're like, don't say this. Don't say that. Right. And just her her to be able to say this unitary thing was nice. And I I think that's what that that happy holidays urge came from was like, oh, let's have this thing that we can say that encompasses everybody. That comes with everybody. And instead, nobody's happy. Right. It just pisses everyone off. Everyone gets mad. Yeah. Because then, because you're right, because it's identity politics infecting your brain, which is, because it's clearly intended as a nice thing to say, like, hey, it's the holiday season. I hope you're having a good one. And instead, it's like, you know, this is an attack on my, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's so silly. It's like, just take it as a friendly thing that somebody in a store who's getting paid minimum wage is forced <laughs> to say to you. I know. It's so weird. Just trying to make we... your your day a little bit nicer. It's so American though, you know? I mean, it's such an American problem. Yeah. You know, they don't have these problems in, a, in other countries. No. They just don't fucking think about it, yeah. you know? Yeah, we got to worry about nonsense. Right. If you enjoyed this podcast, there are several ways you can support it. You can leave reviews on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can share it on social media with your friends. You can discuss it on your own blog or podcast. 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 Podcast.